aka and welcome back to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us for episode 40. We're on episode 40, and we had to have on one of the guests that I've been waiting to have on for a while now, and that is Mari Kranz of Sincerely Marie Photography. And she is absolutely a phenomenal photographer. I've uh, known her for a few years now personally, and I just felt like she was a fantastic individual to have on the episode. So in this episode, we really dive into a, a, just an overall theme of comparison and how comparison really can rob us of the joy that we feel in terms of exploring our creative passion. And, you know, you hear the phrase that comparison is the thief of joy, and it's so true. So in this episode, we really dive into that, but we also talk a little bit about how she got started with her photography and what she's looking forward to in the years to come, as well as what photography has allowed her to do, namely being a mother and, and just allowing her to be there for her kids when she needs to. So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, which is all of you for here, I would absolutely love if you guys could head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We're going to be featuring reviews from select people from throughout the year. So all you got to do is head over to Real Talk Senior Style Guide uh, for our podcast, or you guys can click just the link in the show notes if you are watching on the podcast app for iTunes, and just leave us a, a comment and a little quick review about what you like. Uh, if you want to hear more of a certain guest, let us know. If you want to hear different topics, let us know that in those reviews. Those just help us make sure that we are giving you guys the absolute best content that is relevant to you and, and content that you're looking to take away from listening to these episodes. We're so thankful to have you here. If you haven't subscribed, take a second and do that as well. Um, we, you know, we're episode 40. We have a lot more episodes in the works that we cannot wait to keep getting to you guys. And those reviews just help keep us going and just let us know that we're doing the right thing. So without further ado, so thankful to have you guys on episode 4040 for the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. And we'll get into it with Mari of Sincerely Mari Photography. Welcome back to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and I promise you that I do change my clothes, but if you watched episode 38, I'm wearing the same shirt as I was in that, or 39 or whatever it was with Nikki. Uh, We're batching all our episodes today, and I am stoked to have Mari Kranz on today from Sincerely Mari Photography. Hopefully I said your name correctly. I I did. I'm like, hey, you nailed it. It only took a couple years to figure out how to say it properly, but... Um, Mari awesome. is absolutely phenomenal and one of the photographers whose work I love looking at and it is just like a really great source of inspiration for myself. So I'm super ex- excited to have her on here today and just wanted to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, so you are based in the Tri-City. So you're actually just down the highway from me a few hours east in Washington. Um, yeah. We never really get a chance to connect too much because she never makes her way over to the west side, and it's too cold in the winter and too hot there in the summers for me. I'm a wimpy, wimpy, uh, temperate climate guy, but um, yeah, we need to get together and do something. So. Sure, yeah, we definitely need to get together. 
sand dunes aren't going to be here much longer. I hear that they're going to be building houses over that way. So good to know. I have to make it over sooner yeah. than later. So tell us a little bit about yourself for those listening who don't know you and give a little uh, refresher for those people who do know you. So as Sean said, my name is Maddie. I live in Tri Cities, Washington, and I've been here my whole life. Um, but it's a beautiful place. I, I think the thing that I love about living here is just, as Sean mentioned, we're pretty close in proximity, but yet it's a completely different atmosphere. So if I drive a couple hours to you, it's like big city, beautiful. I can, you know, drive up the road and it's desert and I want to be at the forest, drive a couple hours, drive to the oceans, only a couple hour drive. So I love where I live because it's easy to access all these different gorgeous places. Um, I've been in photography. Oh gosh. I've been doing photography my, almost my whole life. Um, and the truth is I used to hate it because I was always made the camera girl at like church and events that I didn't want to necessarily be at or be told how to photograph. So I've been shooting for a long time, but I've only been in business. This will be going into my fourth year. I never, I kind of lost track after year three. It's like my fourth or fifth year. So I feel fairly new as far as like being in the industry. I have three kids. They're wild and awesome and crazy. So they keep me on my toes and busy all the time. Um, my husband's amazing, super supportive. So yeah, I just feel like I always tell my clients and friends, I'm a mom first and a photographer second. And it has seemed to just work amazing that way. So it's been awesome. I think that's so many, like so many other people listening where they're like, yeah, I am a mom first and yeah. photographer second. How did you get started with photography? You said you've always been that person, but there's, there must be an origin story. Well, I just, I think it's weird because I feel like I've been, like I said, taking photographs for a long time, but it was always like, my dad bought my mom a camera. I don't even remember. I was going to pull it out. I don't even know what kind of camera it was. It was a film camera and um, she never really cared to use it. So he'd always hand it to me. Like we'd be at church and he'd be like, I want you to capture this event. And I want you to stand here and take pictures like this. And, and I just felt like I was always like, Ugh, like, why can I just, you know, sit here and be good like everybody else. <laughs> um, and then, so what I started to do was he would hand it to me, but then I'd like hand it to my sister, no shade against my sister. She's amazing. I love her. But so we'd compare our pictures and then I'd be like, okay, like now I see why dad always hands me the camera. Right. Or just, I started to um, notice that I would enjoy it when I got to do it, like the way that I wanted to not him telling me exactly the way that I needed to shoot or when and where I needed to stand and all that good stuff. I feel like that's kind of stayed with me a little bit. Cause I feel like I'm a little bit of rebel as far as that goes. I'm still to this day in, um, like, I think it's important to know the rules, but I'm one that kind of goes against that. I'm going to totally, I feel like I have something on my lip here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, since I was super young, he's kind of instilled that in me, I think. And I'm always taking pictures. I think when I really started to fall in love with it, which I, I hear this story often is when I had my daughter and just seeing how fast that she was growing and being able to just take her pictures again, you know, no rules, just wait for that cute little moment and be able to capture that and hold on to that. So I find these things have kind of like intertwined some way. And now I'm here, just, I feel like I'm still have that where I'm doing the moment for the moms, you know, being able to hold on to this where their daughters are so young and still they see them as their little baby girls. And then on the other side, being able to help the girls express who they are 
in the moment of their senior year, which I think is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you get started with seniors? Is this something that came naturally to you? Is this something you just kind of always knew that you wanted to do if you were going to start a photography business? How did you kind of come about doing yeah, So really weird is I always, um, even before I had a business, I was taking pictures pretty much of just like my daughter and cousins, you know, family. And then somebody would send me a message or call me and say, hey, I heard that you take pictures. Um, would you take my senior pictures? And at that time, it's like, I mean, this was probably, I was like 18 years old, maybe. And I was just kind of like, how did you even find me? It was either, you know, people my sister had known or people my brother had known that were all of a sudden getting ready to graduate high school and her, I took pictures. And it was like, I was kind of only taking pictures from like family and close friends at that time. But I'd be like, yeah, sure. You know, what was I doing? Nothing really. So I'd go out and take senior pictures. And then before you knew it, I'd have another person call me and say, hey, you took so-and-so's photos. Would you be interested in taking mine too? And I'd be like, sure. And so it's weird that I kind of always had these younger girls calling me over the years. And I felt like it just kind of grew. And, you know, I had other jobs. So it wasn't something that I ever thought I was going to do or pursue as a career. Um, but I noticed it was kind of always there. And it was really cool because I always enjoyed it. I really loved it when I did photography. But I never thought that I could provide, you know, just doing solely photography. So that, that's been really cool. But yeah, it was always just like word of mouth and it kind of just grew over the years. My hobby got really expensive. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, all of a sudden I, lenses start getting a little bit more yeah. expensive as you get moving up. Yeah. Yep. You see, you're like the next lens and it's like, oh my gosh, I need that. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, things started getting really expensive and I was like, you know what? If people are calling me, it's for a reason. I need to do something with this. And so I'm shooting seniors. Well, let's go back and unpack. You said that you had jobs before and you never thought that photography was something that you'd be able to do to provide for your family. Yeah. What so made you have that switch and all of a sudden now this is what you do. I noticed I was getting a little bit busier with like people actually calling and wanting to book me. And I just wasn't fulfilled at my job. I sold wedding gowns for four and a half years, which was amazing. I loved my brides, but it was just, I don't know. I, I think I just kind of grew tired of it. And I noticed that when I was doing photography, it just felt like freeing. And I felt like I was where I was supposed to be. So it didn't feel like a job necessarily. So um, my husband actually encouraged me to quit my job for a long time, but I didn't want to put that stress on him of like, you know, we have kids, like, I don't want to just put this all on you. What if it doesn't work? So I just wasn't quite ready to make that jump. And I finally just did. He assured me that, you know, we'd be okay. He's always been super encouraging and supportive. And so I just, I went all in. Yeah. So you go from selling wedding dresses. Why yeah. not go into weddings? That seems like the logical thing to do. So funny, I actually shot, I think when I, going into like my first year of business, I kind of dabbled into everything. Because even before I had a business, I did a wedding for one of my coworkers, like nieces or something. She was like, I've seen your photos. You're amazing. Can you please just do her wedding? And I'm like, I'm not a wedding photographer, though. You know, it's just she's like, you have a camera like you can do it. Wow. Did she trust me? Right. <laughs> so I went out there and I shot her wedding. And then I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. When I finally went into business, I did shoot a handful of weddings. But it's just it's not for me. Like I commend wedding photographers. It's a lot of work, but for me, I feel like 
the workload is too much for me alone. And just like the like stress and anxiousness, which I'm sure every wedding photographer has beforehand, but it was just like, it's too much for me. And I'm just like, if I can provide for my family shooting seniors in the same that I could shooting weddings, then I'd so much rather more shoot seniors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned that you didn't always feel as confident or, you know, want to take the leap as much as your husband was pushing you to. How yeah. did you overcome that? Kind of why did you feel like that? So I think in the beginning, my struggle was one. This is something that I love so much. Can I really make money doing what I love? You know, because in the beginning, it was like it's something that I just love. Am I, can I really, you know, charge this much money and be okay with it? But I love it, you know? So I had to really learn to, one, take my emotions out of it because it is my job and it is a business. And so that's hard still, right, to kind of transition into like solely like business-based because I do love what I do and I love all the girls that I get to connect with. So that was one, just kind of, I think that fear of like being able to provide financially. And then I think a struggle that I kind of carried later on going into the business was I already loved what I did. And I was, I, I grew pretty confident in just doing my own thing, right? Nobody's telling me what to do. This is the way that I shoot and I love it. And the girls love what they're seeing. So roll with it. I think one of the things that I kind of struggled with going into like middle of the first year of my business was that comparison trap. Just kind of looking at like what everybody else is doing. And because I wanted to provide and be successful, I was like, so-and-so is out here doing it and she's super successful. So I'm, I probably have to do it like her then, right? If I want to succeed and make a living for my family. And I see that she's, you know, making all this money. She has great success. I need to do it like this. I need to do it like maybe so-and-so. I like the way that she's, you know, posing, styling, whatever. And she's super successful. Maybe I need to do it like that, right? It was just because of that fear of like that provision. But when you recognize that it's a mindset, I had like that poverty mindset versus that abundance mindset really changed and helped me because I was already getting bookings, like I said, when I was just doing it my own way. But it's funny how we so easily get in that trap of like, you start to look left and right, then all of a sudden you're comparing your own gift and talent. And so I really struggled for a while with that. And I was just like, got back into like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make enough money because, you know, all these great photographers are all around me and they're so super successful. So I tried it and I didn't like it. <laughs> it just felt like it wasn't me. I wasn't connecting with my work. Um, and so I really had to just kind of take a seat back and look at like what it was that I loved about my own work versus looking at like what everybody else was doing. Cause I mean, I did that for a while, even like editing, you know, oh my gosh, like her images are flawless. How can I get my images to look like that? And so I spent hours upon hours on just learning to edit. And then I figured it out and it was still like, it's pretty, but it's not me. And then is this what my client is booking me for when she already booked me? Oh geez, sorry about that. <laughs> I have like a million alarms and my do not disturb is on. But yeah, so I think that I kind of just really struggled for a little bit, just falling into that like comparison trap. And so I think it's something that I enjoy just like speaking on and just encouraging other people. And like, I know it's so easy to fall into, but please well, don't. Well, it is. And I think there are so many photographers listening right now who say, 
that that is me that I, I am comparing myself to, you know, whether it be the photographer down the road or that photographer that you follow on Instagram, they mm-hmm. fall into the trap of comparison. Yeah. How do it's you easy pull yourself do. out of it? Because it's it, like, yeah, it's so easy to get into. It's that hole that if you don't pull yourself out of keeps getting deeper. Right. Well, I think for me, I kind of really had to just like take a step back in a lot of ways, not really look at like what other people were doing and finding within my own work, what inspired me. Because like I said, if I had, I had these beautiful girls booking me and their parents, you know, so willing to invest in me. So I'm like, obviously they see something in me that they like. And it was so funny because I started just asking them. I started asking like my clients when they would book me. So what is it that you like about my work? What, what interested you in booking with me? And here I was so busy, like trying to figure out how to do things like everybody else. And their answer was always because you're different. Insert like palm on head emoji, like, hello. You know, they liked something that I had that wasn't like anybody else. And I don't say that to, you know, like toot my own horn, but it's just when I'm, when we're so busy looking at like what everybody else is doing, it's fine to get inspired by it, but it's so easy to fall into, wow, look at that. I'm going to recreate that. And we all, I believe, have our own like imagination. We all have our own creative vision that we've had since the start. Like we're here for a reason, right? And my creative seed doesn't look like your creative seed. I can get inspired by you. I love your work. But like, it's like, if I plant an apple tree, I can't expect it to grow oranges. You know, it's kind of the same thing with us. You have your own kind of creative seed. You're attracted to what you're attracted to for a reason. And that's what you create. And so for me, it's like, I had to just really look at what do I love about my own work? And I started to realize like a pattern in what I was creating. And I was always happy with those images. And I was happy going on the shoot. But when I was trying to do like X, Y, Z, and have like this structure of like the way that things should be in everybody else's eyes, I started to suffer because I wasn't expressing myself or my creativity. I feel like I'm just going on a rant. I don't know. If no, I'm I love it. Or not. Well, and, I, and that kind of leads me to the next question, which is you say you can be inspired by people. Absolutely. But where do you draw the line between inspiration and and almost a comparison where you're holding yourself back. Because I think that inspiration helps you kind of get to where you're going, but comparison, I feel like, holds you back. So I think there's a distinction yeah, to be made. How do you know when you're being inspired versus when you're comparing and holding yourself back? I definitely think, for me, I can be inspired by so many things, right? Whether it's the way that the light is coming in, in, um, through the trees or an awesome outfit that I see and all of a sudden I have the vision for the location. So I think when you're exercising like your creative muscle, it's like you're working your imagination and you know when it's ideas are just coming to you versus you looking at somebody else and wanting to emulate exactly the same thing. Or when you then create something and you're comparing it to somebody else, that's kind of stealing away from your idea. I think that comparison makes you feel pretty it's just it's it's not a good feeling you know what I mean you could be happy about your work and then all of a sudden start looking at somebody else's and comparing your own and then all of a sudden you don't feel so great about your work or 
you start picking it apart. I think inspiration is that thing that you see and it makes you like all of a sudden there's like this spark that lights up and just makes you, you know, have just like more positive feelings. I don't want to base it just on feelings, you know, but I, I do think that it's important too when we're looking because I mean, I can do it still be on Instagram and all of a sudden scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I'm just like, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's so amazing. Or, you know, that looks so similar to mine, but like, look how much better she nailed it or whatever it may be. And so, yeah, I just think you need to be careful because it's fine to be inspired by, you know, a bunch of different photographers. I think what's cool is like, you can get an element from like, Amanda, oh, I love the way that she poses, you know, but you're not going to go and get the same dress hat, put in the same location, same lighting and want to do the same thing. Well, that's completely different. You just kind of copied versus used that bit of inspiration that you loved about her work. So I think that's kind of, I don't know, in a way you're robbing yourself. I feel like if you don't take the time, I think it's important to shut out the noise, sometimes completely unplug. Sometimes it's just in those moments where you're just still that those ideas it's, it's like a, a child. My kids, if they're always like on games or playing the PlayStation or whatever, they're doing kind of the same things. And it's just like, just like mundane, you know? And then when I make them shut it off, at first they don't want to, but then all of a sudden you find them drawing, you know, they're creating art. They're playing with each other. It's like, it's the same thing with us. I think if we're always so plugged in, we kind of just get into like this motion where we're just kind of going and creating and looking at what she's doing. I'm going to do that because that's what she's doing. And this is what's cool in the industry right now. So that's what I'm going to do. But, and then you're like, for me, I tend to get burned out if I'm just always looking and, and wanting to do what everybody else is doing. But I think we'll find that when we just kind of unplug ourselves um, and don't allow all the noise. Cause even sometimes it's, it's the noise in your own head. That's going, you need to do this. You need to do that. But what I found and I've practiced over the years is just, I take a couple months off, which I think sounds crazy for a lot of people, but for me, it's like reset. You know, I all of a sudden, when I'm not looking at everybody else, when I'm not listening to all the podcasts, which I think are amazing, don't get me wrong. But you know, the world is such a noisy place. And so I think that we need to be smart and intentional. And sometimes that means just, you know, turning stuff off and sitting still so that our own imaginations can then get to work because it doesn't stop when you hit a certain age. It just, sometimes we turn it off because we're so busy, you know, doing the repetitive stuff over and over again. So yeah, I think it's important just to sit back and let your own imagination, like, you know, start to boil up and, and, you know, overflow again and write all the stuff down because man, like you have that in you already. Like I have what I love and what I need in me already. Sometimes it just, yeah, you got to just, you know, sit back and, you know, chill for a minute and let it come up. I completely agree. Um, what are some tips that you give to people who struggle with feeling inspired and feel like they are in that kind of perpetual cycle of comparison? Call me. <laughs> no, um, you can, but I think the advice I would say, I feel like I, I talked about it quite a bit is just look at your own work, I would say, and write down maybe like your top three to five things that you love about what you create. Um, because I do feel like a lot of that happens is when we're just constantly comparing ourselves, doubting ourselves. And I mean, you'd be surprised. I think that we all, 
some season in some way, shape, or form struggle. And when I think it's important to just be real about it, make sure that you have a good, you know, circle of friends that you can talk to, even if it's just one, to be able to just encourage you in those moments. Because I think that is huge to make sure that you have people in your life to be able to say, you know what, I love you, but you're wrong. You know, you're awesome. Or how can I help or whatever it may be. So I definitely think that having a good circle of friends is important. Um, Again, just, you know, taking a step back and not, if looking at other people's work is hurting you, then stop it. I'm sure that it can be difficult because I feel like so many of us are so addicted now to our devices that it's kind of tricky, but I mean, do something else that's not like photography related, maybe create in a different way, maybe read a book. I feel like I forget about what you asked me as soon as the question comes out and I just go off. No, I think that was perfect on how to dig out of dig for inspiration or dig yourself out of that cycle of comparison, which I think you touched on perfectly. I think too, is it's important to just create for yourself. Like, because for me personally, I notice if I'm always taking on client work and I'm not doing the fun creative shoots, which I've gotten better with because now I feel like I am creating for my clients what I love to do and kind of a lot of my personal style, maybe not personal style, but just the way that I like to shoot, the outfits, the light, all that kind of stuff. And I'm getting those clients, right? Because I've constantly put out or tried to put out the stuff that I love. And so those are the kind of clients that I'm getting, which has been amazing. But I think too, making sure that you're just creating like a fun shoot with um, other creatives, like collaborate. That's so awesome. That's probably one of my favorite things to do outside of shooting for clients is just doing collaboration shoots with, you know, other makeup artists. You'd be surprised how they too feel sometimes like they're stuck in a rut or uninspired. So I'll just call, you know, up a couple people, uh, you know, hair um, dresser, makeup artist, somebody wants to style. I love styling, but hey, that's another opportunity to get to know somebody else and let them exercise their creative muscle. And so collaboration, I think, is huge. And I think that's what I've come across talking to others about collaborations is just the fear of like, well, what if I do call people and they say no? Well, so uh, I'm sure that there's somebody else that will say yes. You know, don't be afraid of, of the no, because it, I mean, it's going to happen, but that doesn't mean that that's the end of the road. It's just yeah. keep trying. There's going to be other people who want to collaborate and work with you. And I think knowing that I'm doing something for them helps me to to get inspired and want to do things like that more too. It's not just like, oh, I want to do this fun shoot and it's all going to be, you know, me, me, me. It's, hey, um, for example, I have amazing friends, Marie and Carrie, who I work really close with in makeup. It's, is there something that you've been wanting to do that you'd like me to shoot for you? You know, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, here's this makeup look. And I'm like, perfect. I know the perfect outfit that would, you know, work with that. Hairstyling is, you know, what kind of images can I create for you for your portfolio? So that's always been really fun because then it feels like I'm giving back at the same time as, as I am creating. So that's always really cool. Kind of go off the photography track for, for a minute. What do you love most about your life right now? Uh, I think what I love most about my life is feeling like I am successful and I, what I mean by that is I get to do what I love as a career and I get to be present where it matters most. So in the beginning, I felt like I was so into wanting my business to succeed that I was missing things like I was missing baseball games. Um, both my boys play baseball and they're also in wrestling. Um, and my daughter did softball for a little bit. But I feel like I was missing practices because I was like, oh, it's just a practice, you know. But it's like, 
no, it's not just a practice. That's time that I could be there at the same time, just taking it all in, you know, because our kids grow up so fast. Um, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. The older I get, I feel like the faster time goes. But I think for me, it's just been being able to do what I love and not missing a beat with my kids. Yeah. That has been awesome. And also getting to be with my husband, like before I was shooting on the weekends and now I'm like, he gets Sundays off. And so like, that's our time. That's our time together to be together as a family to, you know, book a date night on a Saturday night to where before it was just like, I need to learn how to like edit this, or I have so many sessions that I need to work on that. I just, I was missing out on those things. And so for me, I think that's what I'm definitely loving most about my life right now. Well, and that's interesting you say that because a lot of photographers say the exact same thing, but then they say, yeah, but I work so much and I have a tough time pulling myself away. How did, because you mentioned you're like, yeah, I used to, you know, do the editing and like, I have feeling like you need to do this right now, even though it's supposed to be your time together. How did you pull yourself out of that? One, I think just trusting my position in that there's so much room for everybody to flourish that there's no need for me to, to be competitive with anybody. I mean, there's like 7,000 seniors in our area. Like I can't shoot a hundred of those. You know what I mean? So just knowing that everybody that is meant to be my client is going to be my client at the end of the you know season. Like I'm going to get all that I need. God has been amazing. He's my provider. And so I've never been like without. So that's been really cool. And I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I should drink more spark. Um, but yeah, I think just shutting off to like, because so far, I mean, I've, this is like year four or five. I can't remember. I'm so terrible. I feel like everybody has like their anniversary down and celebrates. And I'm just like, Dude, I don't, I'm the worst person. If you ask, <laughs> I know I started in March and I can't do Me anything too. back to Me what. Too. <laughs> and so I'm like that, that, yeah, I, because I've been doing it for so long that I finally was just like, I just had to like switch to, okay, now I'm like a business. And so that is one thing that has really helped is just knowing that this is a business. And if my dentist isn't open after hours and he's not taking me in at, you know, 10 PM or my doctor's not, you know, doing house calls or I'm not going in to visit him at like 7:30, they're running businesses at the end of the day. I love what I do and my heart is connected to it, but it's a business. I can't allow it to, you know, take over all of my life and then just miss out on the most important things, you know, dinner with my family or, you know, wrestling tournaments, which right now is like crazy. We're at matches all the time. But because before I struggled with that too, I always felt like I was going to miss out on a client because I wasn't responding to an email right away or I wasn't, um, or I didn't have like right now my notifications for like my messenger and my um, Instagram are turned off because there's, times where I will go in. Otherwise I'll be on my phone all the time. I don't want to be missing like my son who's, you know, kick butt wrestler. I don't want to miss that pin because all of a sudden I get a notification and you know, I'm answering to something that could wait till the next day. So I think just knowing that like I'm going to be provided for at the end of the day, I'm not missing out on anything has definitely helped in um, making sure that I am kind of sticking to those hours. Now, if I don't, stick to those hours. It's because it's something that I want to do. Like it's something that's just so fun that I want to edit. It's not, I'm not in that like stressful place that I used to be in before where I was like, I need to get this done or I'm going to miss out. She's going to book somebody else. You know, it's just, we have to be careful and, and make sure that we're still 
running it like a business because like if these other successful businesses are making it and they have set hours, like we're not really that much different. No. It's okay. It's okay to clock off, you know, at the end of the day and enjoy, you know, your family or your friends. I wasn't doing that in the beginning and I was, I, I started to feel bad. I started to feel like I was a really bad friend because I was like, I just have this session that I have to edit. Sorry. And then all of a sudden it's like really quiet. And I'm like, well, I'm always so busy, you know? So that's been cool. I've been able to catch up with a lot of friends. Yeah. What's been your biggest light bulb moment lately? My biggest light bulb moment lately, I think is, I think a lot of the topics that I've covered, the whole thing has been like a big light bulb to me is just being confident in what I possess. It doesn't have to look like anybody else. Um, your success isn't taken away from mine. And that's one thing that I encourage a lot. We all have different goals, I think, and dreams and visions. And me encouraging you and yours isn't going to take away from any of mine. But I don't know. I think I have like little light bulb moments all the time. It could be like an idea that I get that I want to shoot. I think those are awesome. I love the light bulb moments. Yeah. Where do you see yourself um, personally or business-wise in, say, the next three to five years? Oh, boy. So I think in personal and business, just continuing to grow in confidence, I think has been huge. That being maybe saying yes to more mentorship and teaching opportunities, that's been a huge thing on my heart. And it's been actually a few years that these opportunities have been coming up, and I've always said no because I didn't feel like I had anything to offer. I'm like, really me? I'm still brand new in all of this and I'm still, you know, figuring it out. And so I think to me, it's just owning it, you know, owning what I have and being okay with not thinking that I have it all figured out. But obviously these people are coming to me for a reason. I need to, you know, be excited and happy about that. I might not know all of the things, but I can teach on the thing that I love, that I'm passionate about, about the things that I do know and that they want to learn from. So that's been really cool. So I hope to do more of that, um, if I'm completely honest, uh, because it's been fun all the times that I have gotten to, you know, teach or, you know, be a mentor to somebody. It's just been so awesome. I didn't have that, you know, when I went into all this. I kind of just went all in and I was like, I'm going to figure this thing out. But it was tough. So being able to be that person for somebody else has been really awesome. I don't want to spill all my secrets. But I definitely think um, <laughs> we'll have to have another conversation. Um, I definitely think that there's going to be some changes and some growth happening, which I'm excited about. And I don't really know what all of that looks like. I just know that I need to start taking the steps. Um, but every year my team has grown a little bit. I continue to grow like in my client base, which has been awesome. It's just, I don't know. It's just been really, really awesome. I'm happy to just be here now. And I think that that's one of my light bulb moments is being okay with just like, even more than okay, being just super content with where I am now and just excited for what's to come. I love it. Where can people find you? What's that? I said, I think that's, that's one thing that we tend to get stuck on is always like the next best thing. Like the more that we so easily kind of get distracted and forget about how good our lives are right now. Like, This is something that I went in like with blind faith, right? And just being able to be here and sitting here having an interview for a senior style guide, like 
in the beginning, that was one of my goals. It was kind of funny and cute now, but I was just like, I want to be like on senior style guide one day. And I'm like, this is crazy. Cause like, here we are. Here we are. And it's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's an amazing platform. So it's just an amazing community. So I'm happy to be here. We're excited to have you here. Thanks. Where can people find you online on with the websites, interwebs, all of those things? All of the places. So I am at sincerelymadiphotography.com and sincerelymadiphotography on Instagram and Facebook. It's pretty much the same all across the board on all the socials. Yeah. Cool. Um, I always like to wrap up and give you a chance to ask all of our listeners and viewers a question. So if you guys are on Instagram stories, screenshot um, the podcast that you're listening to, tag me at Sean Brown Productions, Senior Style Guide at Senior Style Guide, and Mari at Sincerely Mari Photography. And, and all yes. you have to do is just do the answer to the question right on there so that we can say hello and um, give you guys some love on on that, if you guys are on YouTube, all you guys got to do is drop the, the answer to the question in the comments below. So what is one question that you want to ask them? And I'll give you a second to think about that because I'm going to ask you one more question, which is if you had to give one piece of advice to a photographer starting today, what would you want to let them know? So I think one of my biggest takeaways, I think what I would encourage other people to do is to... Um, seek education, um, whether it be finding a mentor or um, attending a workshop or a conference. Um, that's always so awesome for so many reasons, because you're not only going to learn a bunch of stuff, but you also get the opportunity to gain um, a bunch of amazing friends in the industry. Um, that has been one of my highlights, I think. I mean, you've encouraged me since I showed up on Instagram. I was like, how'd this dude find me first? Um, but you've always been so encouraging. And I, you know, reached out to you and it's been even when we met in person at the, I think the first time we met was Blink, um, Seattle, um, in person. But I had already felt like I knew you, like we already had this friendship because we had this, you know, friendship over the gram. But so that's been cool. I would always, I, I encourage people just to seek out um, education. Because, I mean, if you're in the business and you're doing it right, you're going to be making money. So don't be afraid to put that money back into your business. I think for the first couple of years, that's what I did. Um, it's just kind of invest in and education and that has been I mean awesome there's always somebody out there who has something for you so you can pull kind of different little you know nuggets from each one of the educators and and you know apply that to your own business absolutely all right now it's your time to answer ask the question literally it doesn't have to be photography re related it can be life related it can be a question that you're curious about that you want to know the answer to for photographers so it could be selfish it can literally be anything so what do you want to ask our viewers? So I think my question would be, aside from being a photographer, what would you say you do or sell? I like it. Like, like it's still, I mean, I'm a photographer, right? But that's just like my title. I like to think of more, I like to think myself more as like a person who you can come and be encouraged by. I like to empower people. And so that, I mean, that could be anybody. Um, so I think what's, yeah, what's it that, what do you think that you do or offer apart from like your photography? I love it. Perfect. Well, Mari, thank you so much for being on. I know that your story is going to speak to so many people. So thank you for 
being willing to share it. If you guys seriously haven't checked her out yet, please go do so. Um, her work is amazing. Her backlight is to die for and gorgeous. Yeah. And her just overall style is it's very her. And I think that's what we touched on in the yeah. episode is just finding what you, what speaks to you and what you're yeah. drawn to and capitalize, capitalizing on that. And I think that that shows in, in your work. So thank you for, you know, just talking us through that and, and kind of your experiences with that. Well, thank you so much. I hope that I did justice on answering your questions and yeah. So perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for sticking around with us to the end. And of course, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook and the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.